Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Arkansas takes on Auburn tonight in basketball. We're going to talk a little bit about that, as well as get into some of the topics that you asked via Twitter, because that seems to be what a lot of this podcast is about, is just asking and talking about some of the things that you want to discuss via social media, which is always a really fun time. And then we'll start right there with the Razorbacks taking on Auburn tonight. And, you know, I don't really think that there's anything more to discuss about the current state of the Razorback basketball program, because if you've listened to the podcast the past couple of days or even the past week and a half, you've basically heard all that you've needed to hear about my rants and how I feel about the Razorback basketball team. So, you know, as far as barring anything from diving into that, because I think tomorrow is when we'll react to the game itself. But what just going off of what I've seen and going into this game against Auburn, I think I think it's a fascinating thing to not only think about where Arkansas is at, but think about the opponents you have coming in. And in a place like Auburn, where they have Bruce Pearl as their head coach, first off, it makes me wonder, how in the world is Bruce Pearl still even a coach? I mean, that the guy was in pretty bad shape after he left Tennessee and left Tennessee in pretty bad shape. But he was a great coach. And sometimes you forget just how great he was. Because when he was, he started off his head coaching career at Southern Indiana and had a lot of success there. In fact, averaged about 28 wins per season there with the Southern Indiana Screaming Eagles. He was then hired by Milwaukee, where he was there for four seasons and did a really good job. I think they are called Wisconsin-Milwaukee at the time. But they didn't make the tournament. Then they did make the tournament, lost in the first round, then they Miss, then they made the NIT, and then the next year they made the Sweet 16 at Milwaukee. Then he comes right into Tennessee, and he goes to the NCAA tournament all six seasons that he's there. He goes to three Sweet 16s, gets to one Elite Eight, but then we all know why he was fired, because he was dealing with some NCAA problems, having a barbecue at his house where juniors were there that weren't supposed to be there. There was a whole fiasco and, you know, there was it wasn't just that there was a few violations, too. I mean, it, there was a violation of a school substance abuse policy by one of the players. Uh, you know, it, there was just a lot of things. So Bruce Pearl was given a three year show clause to where he couldn't coach. Then he goes to Auburn. And I remember when Auburn got him, it was almost like a sense of not jealousy, but maybe a little envy that they got a guy because Bruce Pearl seems like a really cool coach, a guy that's that you want to root for, a guy that's really fun to play for a guy that's animated and energetic. But he's been at Auburn now for, this is his fifth year. And just last year was the first time they made the NCAA tournament under Bruce Pearl. They lost in the second round. They had 26 wins. They were tied for first in the SEC. And the three seasons before that, they missed the tournament. In fact, they finished 13th, 13th, and 11th in the SEC. So they were really bad. And now looking at them from this perspective, they're 17 and 8 this season, 6 and 6 in conference play, and it looks like they are in the NCAA tournament as of right now. They've been an up and down inconsistent team as well. And that's where it comes into play for Arkansas tonight of if you just look at the factors of what this game could look like, what it could be like and what it's probably going to end up being is an up and down game or a very inconsistent game. Like if I can make a prediction about Arkansas, and the thing is, you're probably listening to this podcast like the next day after, which is just unfortunate the way the podcasts are done. But 
I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen in this game tonight, and I'm going to see how right I am. I'm probably completely wrong, but it'll at least be fun to think about it. How I predict this game to go tonight between Arkansas and Auburn is that Arkansas, within the fir- from four- first four or so minutes, so basically to the under-16 timeout, it- it- it's close. Arkansas may have a little bit of a lead. Auburn may be in the lead, but both teams are getting off to a little bit of a sloppy start. Then, for the rest of the first half, Arkansas plays fairly well. They don't have the lead, though, but they play fairly well. It's a close game. Auburn's hitting some three-pointers. Arkansas, for some reason, can't defend the three-point shot in this game, just like they do in so many games. But Arkansas's sticking around because Daniel Gafford's having a really good game, and Isaiah Joe's made a few threes. So that's where it's set. So at halftime, Auburn has a slim lead. When I mean slim, I'm talking about anywhere between two to six points, something like that. And then in the second half, Arkansas gets off to a good start. Get to the under-16 timeout, and they're right in it. Maybe they have the lead. Maybe they're only within one, but it's really close. And Arkansas came out firing in the second half. And then it all collapses from there. Auburn goes on a run. Arkansas is unable to withhold it. I'm sure the officials will suck because officials suck in the minds of Razorback fans all the time, and that's fine. But Arkansas ends up losing this game. And the only reason I feel like I know what that's what's going to happen is because given the predictions and given the way that this season has gone for the Razorbacks, that sounds about right. And going up against an Auburn team that's been pretty inconsistent, that sounds about right for them. And what's crazy to me, folks, because here's the thing. Like, Arkansas is out of the NCAA tournament, right? Of course. They're 14-11. and 11. How on earth could they even be in consideration for it, right? That's what I was thinking, too. Because I haven't even been saying it. I was like, listen, there's there no way they're getting in. And But they're still, for some reason... Experts out there in NCAA bracketology that has Arkansas still close to the bubble, or at least on the bubble. And I don't know how. This isn't an NCAA tournament team. In fact, the and, uh, this is according to Joe Lenardi, he's got eight SEC teams getting into the NCAA tournament, and Arkansas is not one of them. But he has them in the next four out as of right now. That's right. The next four out. So you have the first four out, the next four out. So if they won tonight, according to Joe Lenardi, they could move their way back into the bubble talk. How crazy is that? And listen, I'm not someone who's going to try to act like I'm some expert in college basketball, but for crying out loud, how does that work? So what if Arkansas beats Auburn tonight? get put right back in position for the NCAA tournament at 15 and 11 shoot could you imagine could you imagine imagine Arkansas (laughs) I'm away not I'm gonna call it straddle but just for crying out loud hobbling into the NCAA tournament with possible 12 or 13 losses like if that happened, then all this stuff about Mike Anderson, it's kind of like, okay, now what do we think? <laughs> what do we do with this? Because uh, this was not supposed to happen. 
and I had to I had to really think about because listen, Joe Lenardi is one of the more accurate, one of the more respected college basketball analysts out there, especially when it comes to his bracketology, which is that's what it's all about. So I, I'm not going to sit here and try to disagree with him. Maybe Arkansas gets into a play-in game, but that becomes a real issue in Rageback fans for all the people who have been critical of Mike Anderson because if he makes the tournament this year, I still don't think he does it, but if he did, just by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, that changes the narrative for everything and for everybody. Now we don't really know what to do with it or what to say or what to even think. Only thing we know is is that Mike Anderson would have made the NCAA tournament four of the past five years and has made it three years in a row. It'd be really head scratching. And if they get the victory against Auburn tonight, boom, they're right back in it for some random, weird, crazy reason. I don't know what I'll talk about on the podcast tomorrow if they win if they win. Because I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about them being in the NCAA tournament. I really don't. Because it seems like it's Looney Tunes to even consider that. To consider that a possibility. It's ridiculous. So I don't even know what I'll talk about in the podcast. Maybe I'll move on. Maybe I'll talk about something completely random. That sounds about right. But either way, they got a great opportunity tonight. Maybe they can make a moron out of me and many other people, but I got them losing. Auburn's favored by 12 in this game. I don't see that changing. It's going to be a late one. Broadcast starts at 7, 7 o'clock, 7.30 is when the game starts. So I'd love to be wrong, but if Arkansas is still playing for an NCAA tournament, which according to Joe Lenardi, they're still in the picture, then man, oh man, it's going to be a weird and wild weekend of sports. That is for sure. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. This seems like a more of a summer topic to me, but this was brought up by Jason on Twitter, and when I was discussing it with him, some of the other people that I follow on Twitter got into the conversation too. So I thought it was a little fascinating. It may be repetitive and boring to you, but I still find it fascinating because people were talking about Arkansas and rivals and all that stuff. Because here's the thing. Football, there's no rival. Basketball, there's no rival right now. And even baseball, there's no rival. There's just not. But I think since joining the SEC, the closest thing Arkansas has ever had to a true legitimate rival in one of the major sports was Arkansas and Kentucky basketball. Like, that's the thing, that's what I think has been the closest to anything. Now, some of you may disagree. Some of you will come after me and say, no, it was, this has definitely been one of those things that's where Arkansas has had a chance of being a rival with LSU and football or some crap like that. But I don't believe it. What I believe is that if you're a team, if you're Arkansas, and like, the reason this is also brought up too, folks, and just to give you a little background and context, was that in high school basketball here in the state of Arkansas, Little Rock Hall and Little Rock Parkview, uh, it was a big-time, really heated rivalry for a long time in basketball. Well, Little Rock Hall swept Parkview on the season, and uh, some fight, and I wouldn't say it was a full-blown fight, but it was definitely a scuffle that ended the game. 
But one of the thing, the reasons that it got into a scuffle at the end of the game, because of course it's a rivalry, but Little Rock Hall had brooms out on the. This is at Parkview, so it's on their opposing team's court. They got brooms out and started sweeping the floor because it was a sweep. And this is where the real big balls come in. They went and cut down the net of the opposing team on their court. They cut down their net because they were central champions. I was floored, but you know what? I know people are going to make a big deal out of this, and I don't think it's the most classiest thing of all time, and I do think the coaches need to be held accountable because that was a little over-the-top and ridiculous. When I saw this, it was everyone was talking about how a rivalry was there and how it has just been building for many years. And it once again reminds me just why I do want a rivalry for Arkansas. Because those are the types of things that just drives an interest and drives fire and passion. Sometimes it can get out of hand. Of course it does. It's a rival. I mean, Duke and North Carolina playing basketball tonight. It's another great example of a big-time rival. Things have gotten out of hand in that series, too. That's what rivals, it happens that way. But that's what also drives your fiery and your passion to take on them first and foremost, but also make sure that you take care of business against them year in and year out. And since Arkansas doesn't have that, it just feels like they're really missing out on something great, on some type of great opportunity that they could have. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm disappointed by the fact that they just don't have something like that that we can always have fun with and point to and look forward to every single season. Even if Arkansas is not the best team or even the team that they have a rival against or have a rival with is not the best team in the world, there's at least some sort of buildup and some sort of hatred that you can believe in. And basketball, I don't think it's – unless Arkansas starts getting back to the big-time – top tier top 15 program in the country they're not going to have a rivalry and baseball I don't think it's as easy to have a rival because a lot of people said LSU and baseball well LSU you haven't beaten them in a series since like 2011 so I don't know how much of a rival that is plus there's a lot of other great SEC teams that play LSU all the time too so you know I don't think that's going to be a case the closest thing you have to a possible rivalry being built a legitimate rivalry not a fake rivalry a legitimate rivalry is going to be Arkansas and Texas A&M in football. There's history, there's tradition, there's hatred, there, there's proximity. There's a lot there. Now, you, unfortunately, you don't play them at the end of the season like you do with other true rivalries, at least for the most part. So that's the unfortunate thing. But to me, when I'm looking at all of this, and when I'm looking at what could possibly be legitimate, again, no fake rivalries, no fake trophies, no fake anything. A legitimate, heated, hated, fun-filled, fiery, angry rivalry would be Arkansas and A&M in football. Arkansas hates A&M. A&M hates Arkansas. It makes sense. Unfortunately for Razorback fans, Arkansas football has not been able to live up to their bargain or their end of the deal when it came to this. And it's just so crazy because every single game it feels like Arkansas has played A&M close. Every game. Even this past year, Arkansas was atrocious. And AM actually ended up being pretty good. They went nine and three. Arkansas only lost to him by a touchdown. And if it wasn't for the opening kick taken back by Texas AM for a touchdown, who knows what would have happened. But to me, that's the closest you're going to get when it comes to rivals. So don't worry about the other crap. 
that people try to spoon feed you and saying, oh, it's Missouri or oh, it's LSU. LSU and football is not a rivalry, folks. It's not. As much as you want it to be, it's not. Make it Arkansas and A&M. Makes the most sense. You have my stamp of approval on it, but like that means something. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the last segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, it was some big news here in Razorback football land is that it has been made official that Kenny Ingram has been named the defensive line coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, he was coming, I think it was the Auburn, uh, I always forget how, the director of game day operations. That's not what it's called. Don't even listen to me. I'm not doing that. See, because the thing is, is, I'm doing this live. Like, as soon as I'm recording this podcast is when it's coming on live. So bear with me. He's the director of player relations. There we go. <laughs> director of player relations at Auburn for the past two years. He held the same position at Auburn and as he did at Arkansas State when Gus Malzahn was there. He coached defensive tackles at Cincinnati in 2015 and 2016. Uh, he has a, But here's the thing that, a lot of people, it's like, they're going to see his resume. And they're like, okay, whatever. You know what he has more than anything? He has ties to Memphis in recruiting. Memphis in recruiting. And Memphis, I don't know if I'll necessarily call it a hotbed, but it is definitely a place that has some big-time players and some big-time talent, especially coming out in this next class. Listen, I don't know if Chad Morris is going to win at a high level, but for crying out loud, man, the dude gets it. He knows it's all about recruiting. So when they lost John Scott, which, no, no offense to him, but it wasn't like he was just some coach that was big time that you're going to miss out on. But when they lost him and they were able to replace him with this guy who has great recruiting backgrounds, I'm not worried about player development. I'm just worried about them getting the best guys in there, and that's looking like what they've done. So if he's able to add in some sort of piece when it comes to the recruiting side of things and to be able to bring in some of the big-time talent, especially from the Memphis area, it's a great hire. These are the And, and in addition to that, by the way, Barry Lunny Jr. has been promoted to special teams coordinator. So <laughs> special teams coach, love it. About time. My goodness. How in the world has Arkansas gone this long without a special teams coach? I don't know, but that's the way it is. But the fact that they hired this guy and Kenny Ingram, they, they get the recruiting element, and I think that if you're a Razorback fan, that's where you can find some excitement in it. I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know what, how the, what the ceiling looks like for Chad Morris, but what I do know is when it comes down to recruiting, the dude is amazing at it. His staff is amazing at it. It's the best that they've had since Frank Broyles, more often than not. So, I, But well, here's the thing. It's got to be sustainable. It's one thing for a coach to come in in his first couple years and have big recruiting classes because, hey, Brett Bielema did that. Bobby Petrino did that. It's one thing to do it that way. But it's quite something else to be able to sustain it over a four-, five-, six-year period. Now, we know what Arkansas and Chad Morris did in the 2019 class, and it was phenomenal. If they can do that in a 2020 and 2021 class too, get into that top 15 range each season, whoo, buddy, better start buying your season tickets now. Because it's going to get really, really exciting. So there you have it. There's the biggest news right now for the Razorback football team. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. 
Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 